USA Hockey wins the World Junior Championship. Red, white, blue, and gold. folks welcome to episode four i'm just going to call this the vincent lecavalier episode of the beyond the boards podcast um i'm your host Vancouver, joined with the electric dylan terry dylan how are you pretty good man i think the real question is how are you after uh what was it a week spent in vegas partying it up and getting to try <laughs> in and out burger and just living it up man let me tell you guys something I unfortunately could not catch a game out there in Vegas, but I think that's a must. It was my first time going to Vegas. That's a must-take trip for any NHL fan. I'm just assuming the atmosphere at the games is electric, too. That city is just electric. Probably the best city in America that I've ever been to. Nashville is a close second, even though Nashville's hockey team is a disgrace. But uh, I absolutely love Vegas and uh, definitely going to go. That's probably next on my list to go see a game out there. Yeah, dude, I've heard the atmosphere out there is electric, and, well, I want to do what kind of what you're doing and go around to all the NHL arenas before I uh, get buried six foot under as well. So, I mean, I'm sure yeah. I'll get out there eventually, hopefully. Anyway. Yeah, I'm at, I, I, I've made nine of them so far. Definitely will get to all 32. The only ones I think that are going to be tough, like, it's going to be tough to get to, like, Winnipeg or, like, places like that. But, like, eventually I'm sure the cars are, the cars will fall. Um, I've heard Winnipeg doesn't even have an airport. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, <laughs> I'll say how we'll the NHL to... teams get into Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I think the airport is really small and it's like on the outskirts of town, probably. But apparently, Jets fans get really mad if you say that Winnipeg doesn't have an airport. So I guess you guys don't have an airport, but you guys do have a pretty darn good hockey team this year. I will say that. But anyway, let's get into the news because <clears throat> a lot's happened to you and I together. Yeah, we NFL got free agency has been crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to start with Tim Peel, <clears throat> the whole Tim Peel situation. For those of you who don't know, you guys all probably do by now, Tim Peel was caught on a hot mic, hot mic saying that he wanted to get a penalty on Nashville early in the game. Um, and he's been – I mean, he, he got fired by the NHL for doing it, dragged, through NHL, dragged by NHL fans and sports fans for making that comment. Dylan, I want to get your thoughts on the situation first, and then I'll give you my thoughts on it. All righty, man. I guess I will uh, kick it off here. So my thoughts on the whole incident, for one, I don't know how the hell the hot mic guy on the national television is beyond me. I mean, and then – Secondly, Tim Peel, he's been officiating in the NHL, I believe, since like 1990-ish when I did the research on it. Um, so he should be used to having a mic on him the whole entire game. So why the hell you'd say something like that when you have a mic on you is beyond me. Um, but I could see where this whole entire incident got like blown out of proportion as well. Because, I mean, according to everybody, he's talking to the Nashville bench. But – until I see the evidence of like video and stuff, which we're probably not ever going to see, like he could have been talking to his assistant, like his linesman, like you, you, he could have been talking to anybody. Like 
the way he said it of, oh, yeah, I want to get a fucking penalty on Nashville. Why would he say Nashville in the third person when he's talking to Nashville? Right. Like, their bench. So, like, I, I think it's just an instance, like, until we see the video, I think this whole entire thing got blown out of proportion. I mean, the guy's going to retire at the end of the year anyways. So, like, just let him freaking ref the last however many, like, three months of the year and call it a day. Like, why this whole entire deal has gotten blown up so bad is, I don't know. Yeah. Like, we see it in every I, game. There's makeup calls in every game. Like, it, I don't even think it was a makeup call, though. I don't even think it was a makeup call, Dylan, because I, I referee basketball and football, right? And when you referee, so I do high school varsity. I, I haven't done it in about a year because of COVID and all that stuff, but I do high school varsity basketball, high school varsity football, not to brag, varsity, not to brag. Anyway, um, but one thing that's apparent and one thing as a referee you want to do, and especially at that level, they watch so much tape, so much film, all that stuff. Um, one thing you want to do at that level is if you see something in the tape that's like, maybe, you know what, hey, if I don't call an early penalty on this team, they're going to let this game get out of control. It's really, refereeing is about making the environment safe. It's about controlling the game. We all know NHL refs don't call the letter of the law because they don't call the regular season the same as the playoffs, right? But it's about game management, making sure the game doesn't become unsafe. I think it's more likely that he was talking to his partner. Um, and I think it's also likely that, they had both seen something on film or something that the league gave them to watch out for. And they wanted to get a nice call on Nashville early because otherwise they would have feared that the game could have gotten out of control. That's my theory behind it as a referee. Now, granted, Tim Peel's a horrible ref. He's been a horrible ref for years. So I, losing him, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I think the reason why they fired him, it had it was really twofold. The first reason is that he's already re retiring in like a month anyway. And the second reason is because everybody yelling about it who, who don't have the full story or who lacks context. I think the general public, or at least just the bozos on Twitter nowadays, that just yell and scream and cry about literally everything. They've ruined things for the rest of us. Now, granted, again, I, I think it's just, uh, this is a bigger symptom of, of a much larger problem. Um, but when it comes down to it, I, I, I think Tim Peel sucks. It's fine that he's fired. It's fine that they did this, but I think there's a lot of context lacking from this. Exactly, man. Like I get that the NHL wants to uh, protect their image and their integrity or whatever, but, um, like they didn't really come out and make that big of a statement. Like, yeah, they published a statement on their social media outlets and stuff, but like they didn't really go into detail of how they like train their referees, that type of stuff, what they expect from them. And so, yeah, I think they kind of made the right call of shit canning him, but at the same time, the dude's going to only what ref three more months if he does playoffs. Right. So, exactly. I, and he, and he, yeah, he wasn't going to make class anyway. He hasn't got playoff games years because he sucks. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, dude. So. It's kind of a wash. <laughs> the way yeah, I look right. at it because I mean that, he's that, gonna get done anyways exactly what so is. like whatever yeah for sure but let's move on to some happier news for the NHL because I think some really good news happened for them uh earlier uh I think it was last week but earlier the NHL signed a new media rights deal a new TV deal with ESPN so it take the deal takes it through 2028 
the Stanley Cup final is going to be on ESPN's family of networks um, for four out of the next eight years, uh, effective starting in the 21-22 season. Um, I think it's great news for the NHL. I think it's really great to get more exposure, get some more eyeballs on the game. Dylan, what are your thoughts on this deal, on the new TV deal? I completely agree with you, man. I mean, we've already seen uh, media personalities like Stephen A. Smith. Uh, everybody knows him. That's an NBA fan. It's an NFL fan. I mean, he's notorious for all of his hot takes all over the internet. And I mean, he's already talking about the NHL and how it's coming to ESPN. So, I mean, like you said, it's going to provide a lot more eyeballs on the sport of hockey. And I think it's going to help grow the game immensely. I mean, the Stanley cup finals are, I guess, going to be on ABC and ESPN and ABC. If you think about it, ABC is like a channel you can get anywhere with just like a TV antenna. Like, so compared to NBC where, NBC was only on, like, sometimes it's only in cable packages. I mean, it's not like, you can't get NBC, like, completely everywhere like you can ABC, if I guess right. that's what it, I'm trying it, to say. It, it, yeah, and plus just having backing of Disney, um, having the backing of, um, ha- having having the backing of Disney, right, and having the backing of, um, just uh, the biggest, well, at least formerly the biggest sports media conglomerate on the planet. That's just, it's just so good for getting um, exposure for the game. It really is. That's what I think. So I think that's exciting for the, the, the NHL. I also think it's cool that they're going to have um, ESPN plus, right? ESPN plus is, is going to be clutch because ESPN plus is going to be the new home of NHL TV. Uh, so if you have ESPN plus really cool that you'll likely, it might be a slight price increase, but you'll get to see every NHL game on there too, out of market. So I think that's going to be clutch. It's like five bucks a month. So. Yep, exactly. man. And then presumably I'm assuming ESPN is going to come out with a show strictly based on NHL. I mean, we see it with their other shows. I mean, you got baseball today yep. for baseball. You got NFL live for NFL. Um, don't even get me started because they cover so much fucking NBA. It makes me want to puke. So, yeah, just a yeah, little. Oh, I, I think hate it's going to God, it's going to help sucks. market. <laughs> exactly. I think it's going to help market uh, the National Hockey League and, like I said, increase viewership overall. So, um, I could see yeah. where some of the diehard fans might kind of get upset over the deal, like especially like the guys that just strictly like hockey with like the ESPN Plus bullshit, like. Whereas, yeah, you had NHL TV, but oh yeah, now you got to get ESPN Plus. Like, so I th- yeah. could see where it uh, might piss off some people potentially. E- e- ESPN but... Plus is awesome though because you could watch a ton of soccer, you could watch a ton of uh, of other stuff too, college football. So I think if you're a sports fan, this is good. If you're a hockey fan, get over it. If you're feeling crappy about it, um, that, that's pretty much my thoughts. I mean, if I'm gonna have to pay for a service anyways to watch every NHL game, I might as well get. My money's worth and watch other sports it, as well. It, exactly. 100% agree there. Um, let's talk about uh, a little goalie contract action. Uh, your arch rival, the St. Louis Blues, decided to extend Mr. Jordan Bennington. De- Dylan, you got the details on that contract, and do you want to uh, go through that there? Want to want to break that contract down for us? Um, yeah, let me just uh, pull it up quick here. Sure was, thing. Because, uh... listen, Bennington – I, I've got some thoughts on him. I don't think he's as good as maybe some other people think he is. Um, but when it comes down to it, um, 
I, I think, I think he's, he's, it, you're not going to upgrade from Bennington really. Right. At this time, there's at least there's nothing imminent, but it, it might've just been a slight overpayment. Yeah. Like I'm pulling up the details. I got them up here now. Um, so his contract extension is going to be a six year deal worth a uh, six mil cap hit per season up until the 2026, 2027 season and personally i think this is a hell of an overpay for the st louis blues um bennington yeah he had the one good year where he came in but what has he done since then i mean yeah he led him to a stanley cup woo okay you led him to one stanley cup what have you done since then last year in the playoffs he played absolutely fucking horrible and got i think he yeah he only played five games as the blues got eliminated in the playoffs and then this season his save percentage Right now for this season, 26 games played, he has a 903 save percentage, and he's got a goals against of 2.78, which the goals yeah. against is right around league average, whatever. But that save percentage, dude, that's like way below league average. Like a figure league average is what, 910, 915? Yeah. So, I mean, to pay that right. much for a guy who's only won one Stanley Cup, he's got a, a below league average save percentage. And just it's mind baffling to me why they agreed on that contract for him. Because, I mean, you see guys like, well, take it, for instance, as a Blackhawks fan, Kevin Lankin coming in this year. He's making like 700000 right now, and he's like top 10 in the league for goaltending. Basically, goalie yeah. is like such an unpredictable position. You can have guys come out of nowhere on like a cheap contract, just like Lankin is on right now. And he's going to come in and be a stud. So basically goaltending is so unpredictable to me. It's crazy that they paid a guy 6 million. I mean, hell when we had Corey Crawford in net for us, he was only making, I think 6 million as well. And he had won two Stanley cups at that time. And he'd been in right. the Vesna conversation some years. I mean, he's been I, an overall, I think, like, I think when it comes goalie. down to it. Yeah. Cause I think when it comes down to it, when you're paying, you know, top 10 goalie money for a guy who's not a top 10 goalie, I think it's a bad decision because goalies are already, you know, kind of a premium anyway. I, I, I really don't think unless you've got a Vasilevsky, unless you've got a Rask, unless you've got a Hellebuck, you know, um, I don't really think paying goalies is, is a good idea, just, just as a rule of thumb. Um, so, you know, obviously the Panthers are kicking themselves with, with Bobrovsky. I think the Martin Jones contract in San Jose might be the worst contract potentially in the entire league. Um, so I think there's some, you know, just paying goaltenders just as a whole, like unless you have a, a, like a top three one, I, I wouldn't do it because um, you're right, Dylan. You can get a guy who can just come in off the streets and or seemingly at least there's there's new goalies every year that burst onto the scene and play good for three or four years and kind of fade back. So, you know, unless you got an elite one, I'm kind of against paying them just right. as a whole. I know, dude. That's exactly my thoughts on the whole entire situation. Just I don't get what the Blues are thinking. And, I mean, I mean, it's good for me as a Blackhawks fan because fuck the Blues. But Bennington has just shown nothing but regression ever since that one year that he came in yeah. hot and they won the Cup. Yeah, he's on a real Matt Murray um, trajectory right now. Let's talk about, though, uh, let's talk about um, our good friends here. Now, I, I want to preface everything I'm about to say. With I'm big fans of Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon. I like both of those guys. But I don't know. There must be something going on in the water this week. Connor McDavid had one of the dirtiest hits of the season. 
And Nathan McKinnon had the whole incident where he was tossing helmets to people. So what's going on with these two, Dylan? What's going on? I don't know, dude. It's crazy to see, like, the superstars of the league just completely getting pissed off. I guess you could say this season. Like, I think a big part of it is them having to play the same teams over and over and over this season. I think that contributes a lot to it. But, like, trust me, I didn't really watch – well – let me just say this. I haven't really paid attention to the North division this year. So I don't know if something, some incident prior happened to set off McDavid for him to just headhunt, uh, Yaspari Koki. I can never say his fucking last name. I can so I'm say, Kockany, yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm just going to say it's uh, a brutal Yaspari. name. Oh my God. It's a brutal name. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know if there was a previous incident that set him off to piss off McDavid, but I don't know yeah. why he went like if you, if you watch the slow-mo replay like when I was uploading it onto our social media channels asking uh, our viewers and fans their opinions on the hit like if you watch it in slow motion you can see where he makes contact like the main principal point of contact is on the shoulder but he follows through with his elbow to get him in the head like like purposely so I don't know what the what is motive was it was a to, bad hit yeah i just don't know what his motive was behind it like if yeah. something was said earlier in the game or what led up to it but i just think it's a dirty hit like especially if you're just following through on purpose just to hit him in the head like he Yasperi's another young gun just like mcdavid was what five years ago so why you're trying to hit a kid like that is beyond me yeah, it was it was definitely a dirty hit. Sometimes you see, like as a Bolts fan, like Kucherov does that sometimes too. Where if, if Kucherov wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and he's a little frustrated, he hasn't scored him in a while. He'll be he'll be kind of a dirty player too. Um, but I, that's really the first we've seen out of McDavid there. And then the whole McKinnon situation. McKinnon really he's been in the league almost you know it's the eighth season I think now. So he's really historically not a dirty player, but. Um, it's just interesting to see some of these these guys getting frustrated, and, and I think they definitely get treated with kid gloves because obviously, you know, you want your stars playing in as many games possible. Um, and yep. I think also that North Division, there's so much, there's a lot of rivalries in there. But I agree. I think, I mean, at this point, the top four is pretty much set in that North Division. It looks like right. So mm-hmm. um, you, you're, you're with with Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Montreal. So I think those. You know, when anytime those top four teams are going to be playing against each other, I think it's going to be pretty fierce because they know, you know, they're they're the teams that are standing in the way of them winning the Stanley Cup this year. Um, so I think mm-hmm. that could be part of it too. But I also think that they're playing each other nine or ten times. That's that's a lot of times to play the same team. I know, dude. And I think more so, I was more surprised with McKinnon and his uh, feud with Garland. I mean, Garland's guy that just kind of like burst onto the scene this year and. I mean, we've seen instances of Connor McDavid being a little bit physical in the past, whereas Nathan McKinnon, we haven't really seen that before. I mean, Connor McDavid's gotten into some stuff before. I mean, I've heard on a couple podcasts just this week, they've talked about how McDavid has gotten kind of aggressive in the past before at certain times. But this is like the first real instance that we've ever seen it out of McKinnon. 
And like it was just kind of a pushing match, and then McKinnon just tosses Garland's helmet right back at him and wads him in the face with it. Yeah. So it's just a funny clip. Like I woke up in the morning and I like saw that clip and I was just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like I wasn't right. fully awake yet. But just to see like Nathan McKinnon go to that level, I was like, what the hell? Like <laughs> so I mean, I was surprised more more so by McKinnon, but yeah, dude, it's just weird that all these young stars in the league that we know for being just superstars are getting into this physicality now, and I kind of like it. It's it's kind of a nice change of pace from the typical regular season where games are just all about skill and stuff. It's kind of cool to see the, kind of the old school feel of games come, coming back this season with yeah. uh, each team playing each other a bunch of times and leading to these physical uh, scrums, I guess. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to miss only playing seven other teams this year. I'm not going to miss that, but it has been, it is kind of a cool wrinkle for this year only. And I get why they had to do it this year and all that stuff. I'm excited mm-hmm. to get that full 82 game schedule back next year. I'm excited to see the Seattle expansion team, but I think this is definitely the result of that. I also, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but the legitimacy of the playoffs this year is a little, is, I'm struggling with it too. Cause like even like individual awards and all that stuff this year, like how do you have just one MVP this year when it's really four leagues, right? Like just little things like that, that are with this schedule that I think just those wrinkles where, you know, I'm not saying it's not a legitimate year. Cause it is a legitimate year. The Stanley cup will be awarded and every team's playing with the same rules, but like that Canadian division in terms of those teams, I, I really don't think any of those teams are, are, are true cup contenders. Um, even Toronto, I don't even think they're a true cup contender in a normal year. Um, and, and, I, and I definitely think that there's some other good teams that are going to be missing the playoffs in other divisions because of that North division, because, you know, Canada won't open their borders and stuff like that. Um, you know, which is an interesting little wrinkle to this season. Just keep in mind as well. I know, dude. I feel I'm right there with you again. I mean, it's going to be really hard to determine a heart trophy uh, winner this year because a lot of people are saying oh yeah Patrick Kane if the Hawks get into the playoffs if the Hawks get into the playoffs Patrick Kane but then a lot of at the same time a lot of people are saying oh yeah McDavid and Dreisaitl how can you doubt McDavid I mean he's he's got like 60 points and only 30 games played but yeah look at the defenses he's playing in oh division. I know they're the only team the only division the only team in that whole division that plays any defense is Winnipeg I feel like and the worst part is Winnipeg's only got about one solid defender that I can name right now. Right. And that's Neil Pionk. So, I mean, right. and they got about the only decent goaltender this year in Connor Hellebuck as well. So, right. in that division. That's it. So, like, it's a crappy division. That's like, what it's I mean. a crappy division. Like, everybody's and it, like, and it's like, oh, yeah. Toronto's not this good. Toronto's not this good. Toronto, at best, every year, if this is the Atlantic, they're always the third best team every year. They're not cop contenders. They don't play any team defense. And Toronto or Winnipeg or Edmonton or Montreal is going to get basically a free pass to that, you know, the the conference final this year, which really most of those teams have no business being in. It really makes me upset. I know, dude. It's just uh, as a Hawks fan, it kind of pisses me off. But I mean, oh yeah, it would, it would, yeah, it would piss me off too. I was looking at it. I was looking at some research. My team's going to win the Presidents Trophy, but. I mean, yeah, you you don't care. You guys just I don't, need it everybody. Doesn't, it doesn't nowadays. affect us. <laughs> but um, I was looking at it the other day. I think the Hawks would be about probably the same exact spot because, I mean, if we were in our normal divisions, we'd have Winnipeg ahead of us, Minnesota ahead of us, 
Um, St. Louis ahead of us. And there's one more that I think I'm forgetting right now. That would all be ahead of us. In Dallas the, probably. Well, yeah. even though this year Dallas is kind of crappy, but yeah. historically so, Dallas is generally pretty decent. I don't know. I'm not really too pissed off about the whole division thing because we'd probably be about in the same boat that we're at currently on our new central division this year. But I could see where some like fan bases would be pissed about it, where it's affecting their team. Um, particularly the Buffalo Sabres, I think. Oh that's my a, God! Yeah, our next point we should get into. Uh, Let's talk about the Buffalo Sabres, man, because <laughs> that team. So, congrat! I just want to say congratulations for them finally winning a game after losing eighteen straight games or being winless for eighteen straight games. Um, so, congrats to the Sabres on that aspect of it but man oh man oh man oh man oh man i feel so bad for buffalo's favorite fans i know dude seems like the their last win prior to the win against philly was about what well, came right around it the was last before time we COVID, recorded probably like. yeah no it feels like <laughs> it was before covid it was before the lockdowns <laughs> it's certainly been a while i mean i've been talking to my boss uh, he's a big sabers fan at uh, the gas station i work at right now and uh Dude, it was so funny. He texted me the other day, what the day after they won finally against Philly, and he's like, "Well, I'm disappointed in the Sabers. They actually won a game. <laughs> he's just rooting yeah. for them to have the worst season of all time." Yeah. Like, at I, this point, like I don't know what you do with that team. Obviously, they're gonna. I mean, they're pretty much a lock to win that to get that first overall pick, or at least get get the top pick in the draft lottery, which doesn't necessarily mean that you get the top pick, but. um Knowing the Sabres luck, they'll like end up drawing 12th somehow. Um, <laughs> that's just what they do. But exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, that team's a nightmare and it, and it should be. I, I think they've drafted good players. You have it, you have Eichel, you have Darlene, you have so many good players. But I think the culture, the losing culture is just so ingrained with that hockey team that it's going to take a miracle. And I don't know what the future is for Eichel. I don't know what the future is for a lot of those guys, but. Um, man, oh man, oh man, I, I do feel that for Sabres fans. Um, speaking of Dylan, so I want to do a little spontaneous segment because I think right. this could be fun. So I think so. We're about five weeks away till the season ends, roughly, give or take a couple days here and there, right? Yep. Um, I wanted to go through and I wanted to officially, you know, done chain. So hang the done chain, if you will. Teams <laughs> that are done, they're finished. On, I think we should choose three teams each where we hang the done chain on them and we say they're done. There's absolutely no way this team's, you know, going to win the Stanley Cup or going to let's do let's do make the playoffs know, or let's say make the playoffs. Yeah, let's say make the playoffs. Let's go ahead and done chain some teams. Dylan, I'll give you the first pick. Um, well. Are we even going to count Buffalo in this? No, I mean, Buffalo doesn't of... count because Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo is going to get relegated to the a- AHL. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, as much as it kills me to say this, I think the Blackhawks are going to be my one pick, one of my picks. Really? Yeah, dude. We have played god awful the last. Um, well, the last month has been. I mean, we played Tampa. Obviously, as you know, you were there. Um, we played Florida yeah. and we just went into a terrible stretch there for a while. And then Nashville's riding high right now. They did lose last night, I guess. So we are still, it was high. Stay, yeah, they, they're in their last 10, they're eight and two. Yeah. I mean, Nashville is 
come to life all of a sudden. Dallas has got games in hand. Um, I'm not so much worried about Columbus because they play you guys a few more yeah, times. Yeah, Columbus is, and, is terrible. Yeah. Is, uh, you know how I feel about Columbus. They're the most pointless team in the most pointless city in America. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, all of our whole entire uh, viewership knows your feelings on the city of Columbus yeah. and that franchise by now. But, yeah, the Hawks have just looked – they're just – I don't know. I don't think they, they're – They've let off the gas a little bit the last month or so. I mean, we went through that. We're three and seven in our last ten right now. If that basically sums it up, I mean, we'll play we'll yeah. one game, and next game we'll shit the bed. And then, like that first game in this two-game set against Carolina that we won, we had no business of winning that game. We won two to one. None. Carolina doubled our shots. They out. They dominated us in the faceoff dot. I think they won like sixty percent of the faceoffs in the faceoff dot. So I mean, just. We got a lucky win. I'll just say that. And uh, yeah, I think the Hawks are going to be on the downward uh, stretch the rest of the season. Nice. Um, do you want to do I, your I, first now, or do you? Yeah, wanna, I'll like, do. Alternate? I'll do my first. All right. I'll do my first. I'll done chain the Flyers. They're done. Carter Hart's broken. I like Carter Hart. I still think he's got a few, you know, future in this league, but. Goalies are psychological creatures, right? And he can't stop a beach ball right now. I mean, the Flyers, you lost, you just lost to Buffalo. Like, are you kidding me, Philadelphia? You just lost to Buffalo. Like, you're done. You're done. Season's <laughs> over. Cancel the whole season. You're done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah you made a good point there. I mean, the only reason I think that they might stand a chance still. I mean, they're only three points behind the Bruins, and the Bruins haven't been like that. Oh, the Bruins God. are a joke, too. Yeah, I was going to say, they haven't been like but. that God-tier team like they have been in the past. So I think that final spot's going to come down to a nail-biter in that division. But yeah. I see your point there, though. Like Philadelphia has just looked fucking terrible this season. Like I, th- <laughs> This is going to be really embarrassing, too. But like in our division predictions, I think on the other podcast I'm in, I think Philadelphia was my pick to win that division. So that yeah. prediction is just yeah, looking I completely god awful now. But um, yeah, I yeah. see your point. Carter Hart has just looked like atrocious this season, and I think uh, yeah, I think he got scratched the other day for the first time in his career as well. So yeah, yeah he, he's broken right now. He's still young. He's he'll work it out, but right now he's broken. Exactly, man. Right now he's broken. Um, I think my next pick is going to be Calgary. Yeah, that's a good one. They're, they're four, absolutely done. Yeah, they're four and six in their last 10. Um, they've lost last night or the last time they played. It's saying here on the standing sheet. And I mean, when Daryl Sittler first came in, they kind of looked like they had some life in them the first like three games or so he coached. And then ever since then, they've just kind of been yeah, they'll win one, they'll lose one. Yeah, they'll win one, then they'll lose one. And they're currently six points behind Montreal. And Montreal's got four games in hand as well. So Calgary's just – there's no way they're going to make the playoffs. And then just like the controversy the other day, I don't know if you saw the quote where uh, the media brought up Johnny Gaudreau playing in his uh, 500th game or something. And – uh Daryl Sittler, when asked about it, Daryl Sittler, the only response he said to it was, well, yeah, it's his 500th game. I hope he, hopefully he has more energy out there than he did in his 499th game. Yep, so, yeah. That, that's how Daryl Sutter is, though. He's, he's an old blocky <laughs> guy. Exactly. For sure. I remember his yeah. days with the Kings. But Ka- Ka- yeah. Western but Ka- Calgary is definitely, 
I think they're going to be going back down into a rebuild. I think, uh, I think they're done for longer than just this year. Johnny hockey's going to be on the move. So definitely unfortunate. I'm going to done Shane Columbus for my second pick. That team sucks. They're done last (laughs) night. They had a two, one lead against the bolts with like five minutes left and ended up losing three, two in regulation. Couldn't even get a loser point because it's a city just full of losers. Um, so yeah, uh, Columbus is done. Absolutely done. Yeah, I was, they were another one I was tempted to pick here looking at the standings. Um, there, there's no chance they, that Nashville or Chicago or Dallas will finish higher than them in the standings. Yeah, Columbus has scheduled the rest done. of the season is a freaking nightmare. Like I was looking at it for our Hawks podcast that we do. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was a nightmare sh- stretch they got coming up. <laughs> all right and, let's get your third and final pick. Uh, i'm gonna kind of i'll go with a hot take on my last pick here let's go make it nice and spicy i'm gonna go with the st louis blues oh buddy i, I think, like it i think arizona is gonna make a push here at the end of the season i mean we played good at the start of the season if they can make a push at the end of the season the blues do have one game in hand over them right now and they do have a one-point lead over the Coyotes right now. But St. Louis, I mean, they're 12-5-2 on the road, but at home they are 4-8-4. and four. They are 2-5-3 in their last 10. So, I mean, they, they, they can't score right now. I had Jordan Cairo on my fantasy team. He has just went stone cold. I mean, what did they – they – uh. Mike Hoffman, they scratched him the other night, right? Or did they put him on waivers? Or I can't remember what it was, but they did something with Mike Hoffman too. So I think they might uh, be flipping him at the deadline. Tarasenko's came back. I think he's played like 12 games or something. And I think he only has two goals. Don't quote me on that. I will double check that right now. But they just cannot score right now. And just overall, yeah, David Perron's still getting the job done. But the rest of the team is just who knows. And like I said, like I alluded to earlier with Jordan Bennington, he's just played like garbage this year. And I just don't see the blues staying in a playoff spot, especially with how solid the coyotes have been this year. If they can continue to play like just at the pace, they are kind of a little bit above average of what they are. Um, I think the coyotes could sneak in there and snag that last spot from St. Louis. Yeah. I, I actually was flirting with that for my third pick too. So I, I don't hate that take at all. I don't hate that take at all. Uh, all the spicy ones are pretty much gone, so I'm just going to done chain Vancouver, Ottawa, New Jersey, the Rangers, um, Anaheim, and uh, Detroit, just all in one. Just one collective. <laughs> all your teams suck this year. Did you Good say L.A. Next year? L.A., I'm not done chaining L.A. yet. I was going to say L.A. I'm not done chaining L.A. Borderline. Yet. Yeah, or San Jose. I didn't unchain San Jose yet either because that West division is so bad um, aside <laughs> from Colorado and Vegas that, um, and I don't know, Minnesota, they're doing the whole thing where they'll get like third place and probably lose in the first round to Vegas round, or Colorado. Like they yeah. always do. <laughs> um, and everyone's all, yeah, that's the, that's the wild. As you said, what would you say? They're the Vikings of hockey. Yep. Um, that's exactly what they are. They're not the Minnesota wild are like, they'll never be legitimate cup contenders because they'll never be bad enough to where they could actually have to tear down their whole team, but they're never actually going to be like a good team. Um, they're kind of like the Columbus of the West, except 
they the area in which they live in is much cooler. Um, so yeah, I'm not done chaining the Kings or the Sharks yet, though. Yeah, I think so. they uh, still, man, they might have a chance. I mean, they are both kind of like four, six, four, and five, and one in their last ten. But I mean, they're hanging in there. They're right around where they need to be, and they're kind of overachieving. Yeah. I mean, the Sharks have been shit for like what the past two or three years. They've had terrible contracts on their team. In LA, I mean, they got some stud prospects in their system. They got Gabe, Gabe Velarde there. Um, Quentin Byfield, I don't even think has played in the NHL yet. So if he comes up near the end of the season or something, like who knows what will happen. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's going to be a beast too. Yeah. So I mean, Byfield, so. I'm not writing them off quite yet because they're over, they've been overachieving this year. Dustin Brown has been on a tear this season compared to seasons past. So I mean, he's found the, found the fountain of youth so i mean i yeah i'm not gonna write them off yet but i just yeah and that whole west division i just think st louis is going to be the team that falters just looking yeah i i, I would love to see that up. that'd be that'd, that'd be that'd be fun to see all right dylan any closing thoughts today uh not so off the top of my head no awesome, um dude. you got anything bud or no, man, I'm just excited to see how this year plays out. Excited for the deadline, even though I think this year's deadline is going to be boring. Um, so, yeah, that that's pretty much it. That's um, going to be an interesting final five weeks. I'm pumped for the playoffs. It's going to be great. Um, but until then, you know, we got you guys covered with everything you need to know. Hey, guys, it's Dylan here once again. If you enjoyed today's episode, if you could go to social media and support us on social media, it would be great. Um, our Instagram handle is at the Beyond the Boards podcast. We, you can find us on Twitter at Beyond underscore Boards. And you can find us on Facebook by just searching the Beyond the Boards podcast. If you guys would all give us some support, we would appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening in and tune in for our next show.